Welcome to another episode of Mormon Discussion. I'm your host, Bill Real. Glad to be with you today. Glad you take the time to uh, to listen to this podcast. I thought we'd do something fun today. I posted an episode uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago. I don't I don't know exactly when it'll show up in comparison with this episode. I recorded it about two weeks ago, and. I shared with you, in fact, two episodes back-to-back where I shared with you different songs from Derek Clegg. Uh, the the singer and songwriter of the song Life Unfolds that we use as our theme song. And today I thought I'd give you a taste of a bunch more of his music, but shape it around some of the thoughts and feelings I have about this journey that we're all going through in a within a faith transition within the LDS Church. And and so obviously I wanted to kind of lead off there with just a, a hint of... Uh, of the the theme song life unfolds we'll play the whole thing at the end but we're going to have about four or five other songs of his kind of played throughout this episode and so with that i'll uh, i'll give some background on the first one and, and give a few thoughts before we play it the uh, the first one i wanted to share is one titled it's over and again all these songs are by Derek clegg uh, the one it's over it had me thinking lots of different things as i was listening to it and again i i hope that maybe as you listen you'll see why i took away what i did but also that uh, you might you might feel permitted to kind of make your own interpretation of the music and not just see it in the context of the things that I'm sharing. There's a there's a phrase in the song that says, why can't I take my time? And I often think about our journey through this faith transition within Mormonism and this idea that the moment you go from Fowler stage three, where everything fits in this black and white, beautiful way, and then one day just waking up and all of a sudden it's like, you know, one thing after another, the cards come crashing down, and you have to take it all apart. There, There is this pushback from those around you, church leaders, family, spouse, siblings, parents, whatever it is, friends, that, that there's this pressure, right, to just figure it out really quick. Like, there has to be this easy answer that can answer these questions. These, these questions can be resolved easily because the gospel's true. In reality, we just need to realize that we need to be able to take our time. There's there's also a lot of feelings in this transition of feeling alone. It's a it's a probably a word I'll use quite a bit throughout this episode because several of the songs kind of hit on this idea. But you feel alone and and you feel in many ways like stage four, this this deconstructing of your faith, this reevaluating of what's true and what isn't or what you know and what you don't know, it, it hits you pretty hard. I mean it hits you really hard, kind of like a train. Kind of like standing on the tracks and just getting nailed. And uh, and the song touches on that. There's often times in this stage four, and there's days, you know, you heard my, my episode on Our Bad Days. There are days where I still want to just throw in the towel. And and I'm sure there's days where each of you feel like throwing in the towel. But we can't do that. we got to hang on. And I know I've heard this from lots of people who struggle that that they want nothing more. They want nothing more than the church to be true. They just, they, they, some people say, oh, you want to leave because you want to sin or you want to leave because you just not, you're not serious enough about the gospel. For those who leave over the issues we talk about in this podcast, we want nothing more than the church to be true. That is the sweetest desire of our hearts. And, uh, and as we kind of find ourselves in this, this transitional phase of life, and we, we want nothing more than that. We just little by little come to the conclusion that there's just no way to be absolutely certain of it. And there's going to be lots of doubts as we press forward. And I think this song hits on that. And so with that, let's go to Derek Clegg's song, It's Over. It's 
talk about is a song that he has titled heart mind and soul and uh, and i as i listen to this song what here's what comes to mind i think about this whole idea that the church is not what it claims in the way that it said it was in other words when i go to church on sundays when i was taught the gospel by the missionaries as a teenager when when my father-in-law and my bishops and my sunday school teachers and my and the books i i was reading that were, you know, Jesus the Christ and articles of faith and faith precedes the miracle and, and Mormon doctrine from Elder Mc... It just, it built Mormonism to look like a certain kind of building. And then it's almost like you walk outside the building one day and you look back at the building and you're like, wait a minute, 
that doesn't look anything like they told me it did. And you look at this this mess because you see Mormonism and you see it for what it is. You realize the mistakes, the the doctrines that were proclaimed as true doctrine that turn out to not be true, the revelations that are just more messy, the church history with Thomas Marsh and, and others who, who were dedicated to the gospel and yet we paint them as these people who had these simple testimonies and they just left out of a lack of faith over these really silly issues. And you just realize it's so much more complicated than that. And so you begin to decide to take that building apart because you can either walk away, right? You can walk away from the building and you can say, nope, this isn't what it claims to be. They lied to me. I was deceived. I'm out of here. And you can go find another building or heck, you can just live outside if you want, right? But most of us listen to this podcast, we decided that it would be worth the effort to tear the building down, to just get out a sledgehammer, be angry for a while, and just tear that building down. And then once it was crumbled to pieces, to see if there was anything in the rubble that was worth using, and then to begin to put it back together. And hopefully put it back together in a way that, yeah, there's still tension there. Yeah, there's still doubt. Yeah, there's still anger and frustration. But hopefully there's also an appreciation, a, a satisfaction in doing that. We have to come to the, the conclusion, and I don't know that the church is really wanting to admit this very strongly yet, but that we just flat out don't have a lot of the answers, that the questions are more complicated than we told you they were, and sometimes we just don't have very good answers for the questions. And we've tried to pose them as all simple questions with simple answers because we wanted didn't want to trip you up, but in reality, the questions are tough. They are very complicated, and the answers for them are, are lacking oftentimes. And we realize, right, we that these false assumptions that each of us make as members, and not because we're silly and we're stupid and we're ignorant and naive, and we just made a bunch of false assumptions, like a second grade kid going to school and all the things he thinks about the world, but rather that because church leaders and teachers and bishops and stake presidencies and high councilmen and, and missionaries and every other person within the church has these same false assumptions and they just continue to teach them to us. And even to be frank, at times it feels like at least some of those people had a better way of putting things together or knew that things were a lot messier than what they were saying, but they simply held back and didn't share all that with us. And so we realize that within the church, false assumptions prevail, that there's so many, so many more of those than clear-cut answers to, to simple questions. And there's a tension there. There's a tension in allowing others to be your authority and in many ways, I feel like this song spoke on a level that says, hey, you, take your authority back. Don't give your authority to anyone or anything. You decide what you're going to hold to be true. You decide what you're going to have hope in and faith in. And I think it's crucial that each of us on this journey redesignate or designate perhaps for the first time that our authority in these transitions from here on out is going to be intrinsic. In other words, I will decide... Whether I believe there's a global flood or a local flood or no flood at all, I will decide when I believe prophets are speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and when they're simply saying things that are based on false assumptions that they have. And I decide what kind of level of participation the church I'm going to do. And I get to interpret what tithing is. And I get to decide how closely to the word of wisdom I'll live. And I get to decide what brings me closer to Christ, Moroni chapter 7. And this song, I think, speaks to that. I, I must give you one heads up. There is one uh, word of bad language in the song. I hope you can look past that. But with that, here is Heart, Mind, and Soul by Derek Clegg. 
By the time I recognized my life By the time I realized I lied And I'm not special And you took all my words as true When you knew I never had a clue Cause I'm not special So listen to your heart and mind and soul And listen to your heart and mind and soul Am I the only one who knows we don't know it? Am I the only one who knows we don't know it? Am I the only one who knows we don't know shit? So think about 50 years ago And all those things those people did not know In 50 years from now you're done So think of all those things locked in the box You never had the heart to open up In a hundred years the world forgot So listen to your heart and mind and soul Listen to your heart and mind and soul We do not know things that we think we do So just shut your mouth We do not know things that we think we do So just shut next one I wanted to share with you is one titled Don't Forget. And it kind of plays off this last idea, right? I mean, everything's messy. We get it. We're beginning to understand that. We're beginning to kind of figure out how to live in that messiness. But one of the things we have to kind of figure out is we can't go back. And what I mean by this is that most members of the church are kind of hoping that we'll get back to a place where we we see the church the way we did before. And, and I personally don't think that's even possible. I don't know that I've ever talked to one single person who who tells me that they've been through a major faith crisis and they've gone back to having a complete and full testimony like they did before. I, I think everybody who goes through a faith crisis or a really tough faith transition or who clearly finds themselves in Fowler stage four never ever gets back to a place where they see things the way they did in stage three. It The church is just never that clean and beautiful again. They have to put it together in a different way. And essentially, though, this kind of 
realizing in Fowler Stage 4 that things don't fit the way they used to, I think from here on out we can kind of go through life with our eyes open. We can we can let go of what doesn't work. You know, if if I begin to see the creation story and I say, you know what, this just doesn't fit the way it did, the only way I can make this work is to see this as so symbolic and allegorical and figurative. And I think we begin to realize we have power to do that. We have power to, under our own two feet, determine on what terms we're going to see the gospel, see church history, and uh, and live in the church. But while we can't go back, we do have to keep moving. You can't stand still, because if you stand still, you'll just sit in this anger and frustration and tension, and you'll just feel it every day, and it will just bog you down. And I've I've spent months, in fact, I could probably say I've spent a year or two in that. And while I do have, again, I have bad days, generally speaking, I find the church to be a fun thing to be in. And I enjoy watching the changes take place around me. Like I said, I feel like I'm in a place now where I see the church with both eyes open. And I'm learning to live with the messiness. And with that, let's go to Derek Clegg's song, Don't Forget. Here's a little lullaby that lets you know that I am being a little lazy. I sing a little lullaby that lets you know that I am almost halfway Don't forget that life is not so perfect Here's a little story to let you know that I am being a little lazy Here's a little tale that lets me know I am so effing wrong And don't forget that life is not so perfect To go to past and in your head you're halfway gone Keep yourself afloat on a body on a barge on an ocean Leaving all behind the things that do not flow And don't forget that life is not so perfect With your head on top of the ocean so you're drowned Your face on top of the world again You never drop below zero Your face on top of the world again You're more than negative and so something else and so when you go let it out I'm halfway around this place so lean on me when you're younger you have a little nervous energy so lean on me when you're younger you have another place to be and don't forget is not so patient And don't forget to leave yourself alone So sort it out in the meantime You'll be better Better in the long run So sort it out in the meantime You'll be better 
yourself honestly everything you need to know and tell yourself honestly you'll be better off if you know so the next song I want to talk about is his song Hollywood, which I used in an episode that you probably have already listened to. I want to play it again, and I and I just want to share the kind of the thought behind. It. And I've listened to probably thirty or forty Derek Clegg songs. He's got like I don't know seven or eight albums out, and uh, I'm only sharing like I don't know six or seven songs maybe total on this on this episode. the The song Hollywood. First off, I think it's got a great beat to it. Uh, I think it captures very well the idea that. When we look out into the world, and obviously we're ter- turning this into the church, in some ways the church is toxic to some. And, and I want to validate that. I feel like there's this black and white idea that either the church is a good thing or the church is a bad thing. And even though I have faith and hope that the church is true, and I live faithful to that faith and hope, I'm not naive enough to think that the church is not harmful to some and even I like I like the word toxic because I think to some the church is toxic and and I think we need to be okay with that you know I don't think that any institution no matter how good it is should be considered to be healthy and beneficial to every single person on the earth in fact perhaps it's part of the reason why God chooses to make the church such a small entity and to allow others of his children to do his work outside of it and, and so I think we ought to validate that the church does do harm to some. Whether we're talking about those who are gay and who want to have a loving relationship with another human being in this life, the, the church is going to be an issue for that. And we can debate back and forth the rightness of God's laws and commandments and our needs and desires to follow those. But even if I agree on all of that, I, I still feel like the church in some ways can be harmful. When we look at the ideas behind race and the things that the church has uh, promulgated over the decades, some of that has been hurtful, harmful, and toxic. And I think we just need to own that. And so in this song, Derek Clegg hits on this idea that, hey, you guys out there, wake up. You're hurting people. And it makes some of us really sad to see it. And the more we can kind of acknowledge it and recognize it and talk about it, the more we can fix it. And I'm a huge believer that many of the changes in the church that have come in the last 10 years have come because of little people like you and me telling the church that enough is enough, something has to change. And so with that, here is Derek Clegg's Hollywood. I'm here singing the blues We lost someone, someone way too soon And don't you say those words All I want to do is hear me Can you hear me? Don't you say those words All I want to do is hear me Can you hear me? Hey Hollywood I'm here singing the blues We lost someone Someone way too soon 
better is the next uh, musical number I want to share here. Derek really, I don't know, just, I, I wish I could say it. His music just really speaks to me. And uh, and I find his songs to be really tied into, I mean, I would, if I were guessing, I would say that he has had some deep trials and challenges in his life that have allowed him to move out of black and white thinking and to move into a very nuanced, complex way of seeing things. And I think that shows through his music. The uh, the song "All Those Days to Feel Better," in my mind, it's a very upbeat song, but yet in some ways has a very uh, negative emotion tied to it. And as I try to tie it into my experience in my faith journey, it it brought up some thoughts of times where I've just felt like burning bridges. I felt like just taking everyone down with me. You know, you that moment when you realize that the church isn't what it claimed to be. There's even moments where you're like, this is definitely a fraud. This is definitely, I've been lied to. I've been deceived. I've been, I've been cheated out of time, money, and resources. And I'm going to take this thing down and expose it for everything it is. And uh, we feel, we just feel the need to be validated. Like, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not the problem here. I simply am reading church history and I'm reading things no one chose to tell me and I'm having a heck of a time over it. And you just want you someone to validate your story. Someone just to walk up and say, hey, listen, I totally get it. The church should have been more upfront with you. It should have shared with you its more difficult history because there's no reason you should be finding that out now. You should have learned that sooner. And you're not crazy and silly or a wolf in sheep's clothing because you've learned this stuff and you're struggling with it. I validate that you feel the way you feel because you learned what you learned. And with that, Derek Clegg's song, All Those Days to Feel Better. Mm-hmm. 
got this way Crested feeling on with it Make my mark I will sink this ship Grab my oar and go down with it Lead us to a new world Oh, all those days do feel better than before songs left the uh the next one is my favorite it's uh, titled stay or go and as i think about and when i say my favorite i mean obviously i love the song life unfolds although i've listened to it for the last three years over and over again and so it's no longer my favorite but my current favorite is stay or go you know how that is in music right you listen to a song and after a while you just like okay that was my favorite but now it's not my favorite anymore uh but in the song stay or go I, I just have this prevailing question, which is I would like to ask the church. I'd like to ask all 15 men at the top, you know, lay out, this is who I am. These are the things I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to do it publicly. And I'm going to, I'm not going to duck or hide or be quiet about all these things that I think about and worry me and bother me and make me wonder if the church is what it is. And I want to ask them, do you want me, do you want me in the church? Do you want me to stay or go? Will you make room for me? And I, I certainly want to acknowledge that 
the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that Mormonism at large is my home. I want to be here. I'm planning on staying. I'm not planning on leaving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to make it work. And that said, will you make room for me? Do you really want me? Do you really say, hey, Brother Real, we value what you're doing. We're not always comfortable with what you say. We're not always happy about the way you frame it. But we're glad you're here. And we think you're an important part of what's going on. And you're an important part of helping us to move forward. And we want you. You're a piece of the puzzle. Please stay. I'd love to hear that. But I wonder, and I know each of you wonder, do do they want you? Are you wanted? Does the church want to make room for you and say, hey, the way you are, the way you express yourself, the way you struggle with it, it's okay. We want you here. And, and for each of us who say that Mormonism is our home, the next question then, if the church says we want you, is for each of us to determine, are we willing to live in the discomfort? Are we willing to live in this messiness? Are we willing to, to survive? Are we able to find peace in, uh, in this? And that's the question. There, there's going to be a discomfort in staying in. It probably would honestly be easier if you left. And I get some of you might have ties to family. Some of you would lose a part of who you are. But like I said, you recognize that in some ways it would be easier. But it's my hope we'll each hang on. And with that, here is Derek Clegg's song, Stay or Go.
course we can't end without the song life unfolds you know the the song the song course has been something that's been a part of me here for three years and uh, as i listen to it there's this idea right that that there's there's pain in this journey that in spite of everything i'm still the same person that there's still a lot to figure out and it wasn't it wasn't until I had a listener to the podcast ask me about some of the lyrics that I went back and listened to it kind of over and over again and trying to figure out a couple of the sentences in the song. But I think how uh, how prophetic in some ways, and I don't mean this arrogantly or anything like that. I didn't even know it was there. But the end of the song is this idea of living life through a voice. And I get it. Derek Clegg's a musician. He's living life through a voice. But that each of us, that whether it be an online discussion board or a podcast or the books we read, that many of us are surviving this faith journey because of other voices. And uh, so I end the podcast today just with Life Unfolds from Derek Clegg and recognizing that each of us have a voice. Each of us need to speak up and use that voice. The thing that bothers me the most is when someone says, oh, at church today, someone said da-da-da-da-da, and I just was beside myself and I didn't know what to do and it just hurt so bad I didn't want to go back and I wanted to leave church and you know there's nothing stopping you in most instances I get sacrament meetings a different a different kind of cat but in most instances Sunday school priesthood relief society young men young women's you can raise your hand and you can put your two cents in and if your voice isn't heard in some ways that's your fault raise your hand let your voice be heard because at the end of the day in this this difficult uh, faith journey that each of us are in as we're learning new things, as we're putting things back together, it's my hope that each of us can live it through a voice. And with that, first, may the Lord warm your shoulders and God bless you. But with that, Derek Clegg's Life Unfolds. Taking out my issues never healed the 